0: How many enemies do you have? When I mean enemies, maybe you don't, you know. What about people who rub you the the wrong way? You know, people that you're uncomfortable with. You know, people that you see coming on one street and you want to go the other way. How many people consider you like that? You know, they keep a distance, six feet distance from you, not because of COVID, but for other reasons. You know, there are people in our life that are easier to write off than to love them. There was a famous story in, um, found in a Christian catacomb in Rome. It was about a rich man named Proculus. And, and Proculus had hundreds of slaves. And one of the slaves was a man named Paulus. And Paulus was very trustworthy, so he was made the steward over the entire household. So one day, Proclus, the owner, took Paulus with him to a slave market. They wanted to buy a few workers. And even before the bargain began, you know, they began examining um, the men to see if they were strong and healthy. And among all the slaves was a weak an old man. And Paulus tells his owner, buy the slave. So Proclus looks at him and says, but he's good for nothing. But Paulus continues, go ahead, buy him. He insists, he's cheap and I promise the work in your household will be done even better than before. So finally, Proclus gives in and he purchases this elderly slave, and Paulus made good on his work. Things were done even better than before. But Proclus observed something. He saw Paulus now work for two men. He did his work. And the old man did not do any work. Paulus gave the old man the best food, um, made him rest, and he did the job twice. So, so Proclus is a little surprised, and finally he ends up asking Paulus, Who is this slave? You know, I don't mind you protecting him. But who is he? Is he your father who kind of gets lost, you know, was lost into slavery? And so, Paulus replies, no, this is someone I owe more than my father. And so, Proclus asks, is he your teacher then? No, he is somebody whom I owe even more than my teacher. So who then is he? And Paulus says, this is my enemy. Your enemy? Yes, he killed my father, and he sold us as children, us children as slaves, to which Proclus is speechless. And Paulus says, as for me, I am the disciple of Christ, who has taught us to love our enemies and reward evil with good." So what we have in our gospel today is a hard teaching. Love your enemies. The word love in a modern context is tied up with emotions, passions, and feelings. And in this context, as we think about love your enemies, you know, something does not fit, right? If we end up doing what Jesus is asking us to do, it sounds more like a toxic relationship. You know, we, when we love someone, we're willing to do good things for them, but at the same time, we expect that person to make us happy. We expect that person to make us feel good about ourselves. We expect to delight in the presence of this person. So love is all about feelings. But what Christ presents to us in today's gospel is a love that is different. He says first, loving somebody means doing good actions. Love your enemies means do good to those who hate you. You know, uh, when we receive evil, return it with good actions. So that's number one. Number two, Jesus says, Bless those who curse you. So it's about blessing others. So when we receive evil, like, you know, cursing means evil is verbalized and presented to you. The way we return good is by verbalizing the good by asking, um, by by speaking good about others, you know, blessing them. And, And the third way Jesus proposes is to pray for those who mistreat you. It's about praying, you know, praying to God, asking him to bless them. Christ is asking us, are you willing to give, you know, an hour in prayer for your enemy? Are you willing to invest that time? Again, this does not mean, you know, the first two things, good actions, blessing others. Maybe there is some sense of contact. um, But praying, even though this person is distant, far away, we can all pray, right? Um, And that is what Christ is asking us to do. So obviously we're not going to be motivated, you know, I'm not going to get up one day and say, hey, I want to pray for my enemy. Yes, it's not going to happen, right? But, um, but this is our invitation. This is what Christ is challenging us. He's asking us to rise above, um, everybody else, um, and, and put on love. We are, we are Christians. We are, let's say, little Christ. And so we need to love just like Jesus loves, which is do good say good and pray. What does Jesus do on the cross? Father forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. So Christianity is not easy, it's not for the weak, it's not for the faint-hearted, it's not for the selfish, and it's a challenge. Can you love your enemies? What if that is our goal this week, our mission this week? Go and love your enemies. How well will we do? Looking at my past week, looking at, at I mean, speaking for myself, there are people in my life that I'm, you know, uncomfortable with, um, and I don't do a good job loving them, like the, like the way Christ is asking me to love them. So Christ is calling us to be his miniature worships, to be that little Christ. And the symbol that we have as Christians is the cross. We put that around our necks, but do we truly live the cross? Paulus, the slave, lived it, right? He went and insisted that his owner buy this particular person. Um, he treated him well, he, he, got, he, he gave him the best food. Uh, he got him to rest. He did good things. I'm sure he prayed for him as well. So God's not done with you yet. Go out and love somebody who does not deserve it. Then watch how lives change beginning with your own.